We're back. We're back. We're back. And today's topic is going to be the multiple layers of identity and the the stories we tell ourselves about our identity and the stories that are also um, identified by the surroundings, by our environment. So Laurie is going to do a, a little fun exercise with Simon and with me. So we're going to see our layers of identity and we're going to peel our onion. So Laurie, get going with us. Peel us. I'm ready. Hello, hello, hello. We've missed you. We're going to talk today about the myriad of layers of identities that make up each one of us individually so that we can better understand ourselves as well as understanding others in order to help make this a better place for everyone into the future. I'm going to share a quote with you to start. Learning to navigate the many layers of your own identity while also expanding your awareness of the multiple layers of others is an essential 21st century skill. One that can take a lifetime to acquire. Begin on the path to mastery by discovering the many stories that can be only yours. That's from Jacqueline Novogratz, uh, an amazing woman um, who's written a book called um, The... The Path of Moral Leadership. And James and I have been taking her 11-week course, and this is one of the sections that was so eye-opening. We work as change agents, basically, in corporations. And, and in doing this, you must understand yourself in order to help others. And in order to understand others, you've got to go very, very deep. And Julianne and I both also, um, I'm, we teach thinking into results, which also gets into paradigms. You hear us talking about paradigms all the time. This will help. This helps uncover some of what creates those paradigms, which are layers of identities over your lifetime that have created who you are. We are each uniquely you, and this is what creates it. So we're going to do this really fun, really quick. This is normally a three-minute exercise, and then you do a second go at it. But because we only have 30 minutes, we're going to do it for one minute. And Julianne and Simon are going to do the exercise together with you as you're doing it at home. And the, the way it works is you need a piece of paper and an ink pen. And I have the timer ready for one minute on my phone. Julianne, Simon, do you have your pencil and paper ready? Ink pen and paper ready? So, yeah. can I say go as fast as you can write, as fast as it's coming to you? I want you to start writing what makes up, what do you see yourself as? What labels do you see that make up yourself? 
what identity do you put a put a label on that is who is part of you? And as it comes to teaching you, I'll give you a couple of examples. Lori is a myriad of layers of identities navigating the difference in an interdependent world. And what what makes up my layers of identities are I'm a global citizen. I'm a global businesswoman. I'm a global leader, mentor, teacher, author, speaker. I'm a wife, a mother, a daughter, a grandmother, a great-grandmother. I'm a Global Innovation Award winner, a Wall of Honor recipient. I was a cheerleader years ago, and people still tell me that that's carried on today. Um, I'm a paradigm shift change, change agent, a conflict resolution mediator. My brother, years ago, put on the um, I'm grace under pressure and a ninja negotiator. That's my brother's layer of identity that he put on me. And, and I'll take that one. I'm okay with that. Uh, fair, balanced, determined, and happy, healthy, self-sustainable contributor. That gives you a little bit of an idea of where to go with your thinking as you start into this. What are the different layers of identities that make up who you uniquely are is where we're going today. Again, this is normally a three-minute exercise. We're going to do it in one minute because we only have 30 today to do all of this in. So, Jillian, Simon, are you ready? Ready. Are you ready at home with your pencil and paper? Because we're getting ready to go. Get ready. Get ready to write. So, I want you to look through, quickly look through what you wrote. Okay? I want you to now take a couple more seconds, turn the paper over. And as things are coming to you right now, start writing again. For a few seconds, just start writing again. Anything else that's coming to you right now that you left off your list. Okay, so let's stop here. What was the first thing you wrote, Julianne? Um, empathetic. Wow, I love it. Simon, what was the first thing you wrote? Mine was Global Citizen. Love it. Absolutely love both. So, when you started to write again, the next thing you wrote would have been something that you left off, but it popped up after you stopped and you went back. It popped up to like the first thing again to start writing. Hmm. Why do you think you wrote that? Why do you think you left it off? 
other than there's too many good things in each of you to have written all of it quick enough in one minute. <laughs> well, I think it it relates to um, it relates to the first one of the first things on my list actually because I I put at the end of that list that I'm quite a deep thinker, so I'm I think things through more deeply and a bit more slowly. I don't rush into things. So then on my next list, I put writer and reader. And I guess because I, yeah, I was just um, thinking deeply about my character and that came to me later. Um, it was partly because of the, the time limit, really, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> One minute is really, really, really short because three minutes is like Zoom when you're, when you're really in your own zone and focused. I want you to do this again once we finish this. I want you to take three minutes and do this again. Very and interesting because I've finished writing that list. You don't normally really, you, you never really think about these things in your day-to-day -day life, and it's really, it's really useful, I think. Julianne, what about you? The one that you started with that you left off. What do you think? Well, similar to uh, Simon, um, it was because of the time limits. Um, I I thought deeper, and I uh, I am a, a very deep thinker, as you know. <laughs> sometimes over, uh, sometimes even overthinking. So uh, so that's what I wrote. Um, I mean, I enjoy deep thinking, and I enjoy um, giving it uh, analysis. Um, but it can also tend to be overthinking, you know, yes. and, yeah. uh, and uh, that takes um, uh, sometimes maybe away from uh, spontan spontaneity. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I have two questions that I'm going to put to both to each of you. Yeah, we'll do this again another round. Can you describe a moment in your life, if you want to write this down, I'll, I'll say it slow, describe a moment in your life when one of your identities was threatened, it was cemented, or it was foisted upon you. It was foisted upon you. Describe a moment in your life when one of your identities was threatened, Cemented or foisted upon you? Who wants to go first? Yeah, I can, can go first, yeah. Um, definitely the, the moments when one of my identities was threatened was when Brexit was announced and then it was voted through by the people, a small, minor, small major, majority. And yeah, the end of this year, it looks like in, unless a miracle happens, it is going to go through, even though now a majority of the country don't want it. And my, my identity was threatened by that was global citizen or even just European, because now I'm going to have my European, as everybody in the UK, we're all going to have our European citizenship taken away from us, whether we want it, want it taken away or not. Um, but, what does that mean, the movement for you? What does that mean? Basically, it means that um, we're going to be the same as anyone outside of the EU so that 
UK citizens, unless they've got a dual citizenship, they can only then stay, I think it's for 90 days, three months in a European country out of every uh, six months, I think it is, okay. which is just one thing that's happened from that is that people that have second homes in France and Spain and Italy, they've realized now that they're not going to be able to stay in these homes for more than, more than three months. So even okay. if they did... And some of these people actually voted for Brexit. <laughs> Not really. No. So this is what happened. As, as one of our entities, you've only had, could we shut microphones off for just one second? Because they're doing, um, as, as one of our identities, which as you can see in just one minute, you've written a lot in just one minute. Three minutes. It's it's huge. The list of who you are, who, what makes up who Julian is, and what makes up who Simon is. And when one of our identities are threatened, one of those pieces of it are threatened. That goes immediately straight to the top, and that is what we laser focus in on. Even though all these other pieces are what make us who we are, when it's threatened that pops straight to the top and that becomes your immediate priority and I mean that's when we can go we can become wow really bleh, kind of things going on with us where maybe we wouldn't be um, I mean Simon you are just the calmest you know most chill person I know other than James maybe and I'm I know that this really really bothers you because coming closer and closer to the 31st of December, which is the deadline when all of this is going to happen for us. So that comes higher and higher to the top of your threatened um, part of who you see yourself are as a global citizen and the movement that you want to have, the, the ease of movement that you've enjoyed all this time. So, Julianne, do you have one? Um, well, it's also the, the threatened part, and um, and it's um, not really. I don't really really feel so threatened by it, but uh, it's it's a concern not getting sucked into the the noise vortex, that the the chatter and the mostly negative chatter that is going on uh, outside or. In, in, in friend circle, in, in family circle, or um, yeah, on social media, um, th that is a little bit of a concern. But I don't really see it as uh, threatening for me, because um, I find my uh, own solutions for, for it. But um, it is, uh, it, it is uh, obviously, uh, the year has been very long. Uh, and this whole uh, situation is already going on for a long time. Uh, so uh, I cannot uh, deny that it's, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, sunshine all the time. No, no. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I would be like... So it, there's something in this that's attacking part of what you've written of you being global citizen as well and how it's yeah. impacting, how it's yes. impacting I, you. I mean, I mean you... For example, you've lived in America, you've lived in, in um, Spain, you've lived 
and and Simon, you as well. You both lived in many different places around the world and see yourselves as global in a different way. And what I also wanted to say is is also it's sometimes not um, not only ourselves, but we see a family or like people that are very close to us and that we do really care much about. Um, uh, it's also seeing them threatened and suffering yes. or yeah. um, and this. Uh, this is what causes, I think, the most uh, frustration in in us, in us all. Like, yeah. for instance, um, my mom uh, wanted to come here, and she had flights booked as well for coming to Tenerife in March, which was not possible. And then there was a whole long period of time of not knowing exactly when she would be able to travel. Then she uh, came in uh, in September, but uh, it it took a while. So I I think this is also um, this insecurity that is underlying and subconsciously affecting a lot. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and and understanding these different layers of of myriad of layers, not just layers, myriad of layers of identities in each one of us, what makes up each one of us is the way that we behave and the way that if, if something is being threatened within one of our identities, that's what we're either responding or reacting to. And some of us, you know, it's, it's something is being triggered in there, in one of our paradigms, I mean, this crosses over. Julianne, you and I were talking about this before we came on live, that it crosses over and, and puts paradigms into a much clearer understanding of what they are. When you think of them as myriads of layers of identity, that have been created over a lifetime is what makes up who you are. It's what makes up who Julian is. It's what makes up who Simon is. And, and the connections it can also make. Julian, you and I were connected from day one. You were from Germany. I was from America. You were in Spain. And we had an absolute immediate connection. It didn't matter what country we were from or where we were sitting. You had a mother that was going through an issue with a father with dementia. I had lived through, not long before meeting you, I had lived through my mother with a father with dementia. And all the things that, we, that I went through with that and was able to help share with you, to help share about your mother. We had that connection about having mothers with fathers with dementia. Had nothing to do with male, female, nothing to do with what country we were from or where, you know, are we living in the same city? It had nothing to do with any of that. that but that is what makes up one of our individual layer of identity. That's what makes up each of us. And we also had the connection of when you were very young, you traveled to America. So there was, yeah. and you lived in America for a while. 
And so we had an absolute connection there, even though you were German and I was American. There was an absolute connection. There was no, um, we were global citizens when we talked. We, there was no, I'm from this country, I'm from that country, and Simon, the same with us. You've traveled the world. You've lived in many places. There's no, I'm from this country, I'm from that country, this is better, that's better. There's none of that. Um, but that, that makes connections on completely different levels of identity. And um, now that the, that the identity of global citizen is, has become more threatened, either through Brexit or the pandemic and not being able to travel at the, at the moment, I think it's made all of us and probably well, millions of people around the world appreciate it even more, the fact that I think back and remember and, and also think how lucky we were to be able to travel and probably will appreciate that even more going forward. And hopefully it will bring people together rather than dividing people. And even if it's not, even if people can't travel at the moment, you can still be a global citizen in a way because you can interact through videos like this, have conversations with people around the world, whether it's on, yeah, like video like this or social media or phone calls or emails or the technology is there. That means we don't have to be completely separate. We can connect with people. Yeah, I mean, the three of us are not even in the same town. <laughs> you're over. You're in the UK. Julian, you're on another island. Um, we're both in Spain. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you're sitting. You can connect around the world. We just we had a comment from Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. We we can all be like you say from different places, etc and have a connection from dealing with the same experiences. Absolutely. Yes, Kate. And I feel you. Love you. Definitely. Thank you. Yes, absolutely, Kate. That's what this is all about. Thank you. Bang on. So I have one more question I'm going to ask both of you. And for each of you, really quickly, I, I'm sorry I didn't look at the time when we started, but we must be close to our 30 minutes. Um, in your list of myriad of identities, whichever one of you want to jump in, has one of your, which one of your identities has caused you to feel really good? Which one of your identities that you listed has caused you to feel really good when you look at it and find it? I can share with you, let me start. I've been presented, never applying, never asking, never going for awards or things like that. In my lifetime, I've been presented a couple of awards. Uh, Globalization Award from one of our corporate clients. We were the only uh, never presented consultant with an award before. It's only ever given to employees. And that one, I just... It just warms my heart every time I think of it. It's not something that I, I I go blah 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 about all the time, but when I think about it, it just it just warms me to know that we were held in that regard with the, with our clients that they they pushed for a consultant 
to be awarded that year the Global Innovation Award, which was James and me for the work we did. And the Wall of Honor from my high school, I, was, I received a letter out of the blue um, that I am now the 2020 recipient and with COVID, we weren't able to have the official um, presentation, um, but they sent me a picture that my picture and the award is now on the wall in the Wall of Honor um, of previous graduates, and and I'm I'm honored to be part of that, and that just yeah, I get overwhelmed a little bit sometimes <laughs> on some of those things. Juliana, for it. Well, something, it's not really pride, um, it's more like um, feeling good, about, uh, feeling good about it, although I was uh, scared to do it in the beginning and it gave me like uh, um, uh, a moment of like, oh, am I going to do it or am I not going to do it, uh, is when, when I put my very, very first um, YouTube video out 